Will you please join me in prayer? Thank you, Lord, for calling us to be disciples, to follow your Son on the great adventure of faith. Each day, put to death our old selves that cling to possessions and relationships rather than you. Send your Holy Spirit upon us so that we would carry the cross and follow wherever Jesus leads. I ask it in his name. Amen. It's hard to believe that this is my last Sunday here at Emmanuel. We're going to be heading to St. Peter's Lutheran near Niagara Falls, New York in just a few weeks. It will be almost exactly 11 months, 11 years to the day when Sarah and I rolled into Story City in our minivan with two little babies in car seats. <laughs> now we have a teenager and an almost 12-year-old. <laughs> it's just hard to believe. We stayed those first few months in the old parish house, if you remember, which has since been torn down and turned into green space. This week, we accepted an offer on our lovely house on Elm Avenue, which we have enjoyed so much these past years. We have loved living here in Story City and serving alongside all of you. I enjoyed working with our pastor, Stefan Annenson, and then with Tom Hunt as our visitation pastor during the transition, and now with Andrew and Allison these past three years. They've been wonderful colleagues and partners in ministry. It's been awesome to see Andrew and Allison grow in their leadership roles here. Between them and our outstanding church council, I know that I'm leaving Emmanuel in very good hands. Sarah has loved working at all three of the schools here, uh, especially in her role as the lead secretary at the middle school. Our kids have thrived here. We've especially enjoyed our connection with Riverside Bible Camp. During my interview here 11 years ago, Dave McDermott showed us all around camp and just happened to walk us into chapel just as worship was kicking off with a full band and 200 campers praising Jesus at the top of their lungs. <laughs> Sarah and I looked at each other and said, our kids have to experience this. <laughs> now, Riverside is their favorite place on earth. They think of camp as an adventure that they get to go on every summer. One of my favorite songs by uh, singer-songwriter Stephen Curtis Chapman uh, is called The Great Adventure. Some of the lyrics go, Saddle up your horses, we've got a trail to blaze through the wild blue yonder of God's amazing grace. Let's follow our leader into the glorious unknown. This is the life like no other. This is the great adventure. We'll travel on over mountains so high. We'll go through valleys below. Still through it all, we'll find that this is the greatest journey that the human heart will ever see. The love of God will take us far beyond our wildest dreams. My family and I are going on a, new, a great new adventure to Niagara Falls, but it's a much simpler journey than the adventures that some people experience. Every year, hundreds of people spend tens of thousands of dollars 
leave their families, their work, and their everyday lives for weeks to attempt an incredibly difficult journey, climbing Mount Everest. They face snowstorms, avalanches, deep crevasses, agonizing climbs, and altitude sickness to try and reach the summit of the highest mountain in the world. To climb Everest, you need the right equipment and lots of preparation and practice. You have to be willing to leave everything behind and take only what you need for the journey. Everest climbers go through bitter cold and biting winds. They exert themselves beyond their limits and often come right to the edge of survival, all for the goal of reaching the summit. That towering goal takes them on an arduous and exhilarating journey. You and I may never reach the top of Everest, but we are called to what Stephen Curtis Chapman calls the greatest journey that the human heart will ever know, following Jesus on the journey of faith. It's not an easy journey, and the costs are high. Jesus said, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Wouldn't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? Even a low-budget expedition to Everest is pretty expensive. When you add up travel expense, permits, equipment, and support people, it can cost upwards of $28,000 to $85,000 per person. But following Jesus costs way more than that. Jesus said, those of you who do not give up everything you have, cannot be my disciples. Give up everything? A good climber does his homework, figures out exactly what is absolutely necessary to take on the climb, and takes along not an ounce more. He knows that anything extra would weigh him down, hold him back, and possibly lead to exhaustion and death. In the same way, holding on to anything more than we need can lead to our spiritual death as well. God has set before us life and death, and he wants us to choose life. Jesus said, no one can serve two masters. You can't serve both God and money. One of them is going to have control of your life and heart. Which one is winning the battle in you right now? Jesus' other words cut even deeper. If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be their dis my disciple. Those are biting, hot, sharp words from Jesus. You can try to tame them down by saying, oh, he doesn't really mean that. Or you can wrestle with those words until they transform you. Being a follower of Jesus is costly. It costs everything that you have and are. 
if Jesus is truly your Lord, then nothing else can have greater priority in your life. Not your house or possessions, not your bank account, not your job, not even your family, as hard as that is to hear. Jesus has to come first, in your, not only first in your life, but only. He'll settle for nothing less. Jesus wants all of your life. And he has earned that claim. After all, he's the one who created and redeemed you. He gave his life for you. Now he calls you to take up the cross and follow. Following Jesus is something that you do every day, not just for an hour or two once a week. As Pastor Andrew mentioned, next weekend on Rally Sunday, he'll begin a new sermon series called Joining Jesus on His Mission, How to Be an Everyday Missionary, connected with the small group study that goes along with it. One of the lines from that book says, Jesus is on a mission. He's been sent by his Father on a grand adventure to redeem and restore all things. In fact, that's what Jesus is up to right now in every one of our neighborhoods. And he invites us to join him. When we join Jesus on the great adventure of his mission, we can expect the enemy to put difficulties in front of us. Jesus promised his disciples that they would face persecution. For us, it may be just a strange relationship and harsh words with a coworker or a family member who doesn't believe. For others across the world, being a Christian can lead to torture and death. Pastor John Sheehan just got back from a mission trip in Ukraine where he and some other pastors worked with Ukrainian chaplains on the front lines. Everything changed for those men six months ago when Russia invaded. They lost their jobs and they had to take their wives and their children and family and to, to Poland and leave them with strangers. They quickly burned through all of their savings, and now they work for nothing as chaplains, rescuing people in harm's way, leading worship, bringing food and other aid, counseling and praying with frontline soldiers. They bring hope to people. And as a result, they're in constant danger of being bombed or shot on sight Apparently, the Russian army pays a bonus for snipers who kill chaplains. But those men still drive trucks with the word chaplain written on the side. One of them John rode with was singing praise songs at the top of his lungs as he drove into danger. Those chaplains are working for no pay, dependent on the help of others, but loving what they do. They're showing tremendous tenacity, faith, and hope in the face of great opposition. They've joined Jesus on his mission right where they are. Will you do the same? It'd be great to have Pastor John come and share the story of his mission trip and the stories of the Ukrainians he met. We have so much to be grateful for here in America, and we have a great responsibility 
to help those in need next door and across the world. All those who are risking their lives for the gospel, leaving everything else behind. The author of Hebrews says, Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus has gone through great suffering so that you don't have to be alone there. He calls you to the great adventure of following him on his mission. The purpose of our adventure is transformation. As Paul writes, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. When someone reaches the summit of Everest, they are rewarded with a spectacular view of mountains below and a deep sense of accomplishment. When we reach the end of our journey, we will be rewarded with the view of the new creation and our Heavenly Father saying, well done, good and faithful servant. Jesus calls you to the most incredible journey of your life. Each day he takes your old self and puts it to death. Then he gives you new life and calls you to follow where he leads. Hold on to the rope and keep your eyes fixed on him. Jesus is the way and the destination, and he will never let you go.